Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the front porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Michael Daniels. How's it going tonight, Mike? It is going awesome. Pretty amazing. I'm digging. Getting, uh, digging. getting excited for Gen Con? Yeah, that's one of the reasons it's going, it's going so great. It's only 92 days away. You know, you say 92 days, but like this week is, or this coming Sunday, we're recording on uh, April 30th right now. And this coming Sunday is um, event registration day. It's it's an it's a nice experience with Gen Con if you're in, into the like experiencing Gen Con. I guess that certain periods of the, of the year become like a little bit of a reminder, a little bit of an exciting thing. And this is one of them where I get to register for events and look through the event stuff, and it's really fun. Uh, my other one is like yeah, we, Con halfway through, so that's always good. We, we and our we and our friends have been very active in the group chat, figuring out housing and big group events which is all new stuff i mean i'm on record on the show saying my the amount of event activity and planning i did last year was above average for years prior and now this year we're beyond even that like last year you and i did a bunch of stuff right this year we have like at least two or three events that we're doing with like groups of five or more right which is an awesome level of uh uh like logistical, logistical headaches. Big uh, shout out to our buddy Fox, Geek Scholars Movie News, for uh, coordinating all that. Yeah, he's nonsense. He, you know, it's it's things like hurting cats. It, it is, but it's things like that and Fox doing what he's doing that really gets everyone else involved and and paying attention a little bit. And we, yeah. you know, we've always had this. I mean, I've always done kind of a scheduling thing here and there, back and forth, um, from year to year, uh, but. You know, and Pat does. Pat's always done a, kind of a scheduling thing here with what he wants to do. And he'll go off and right. do his own thing and just kind of show up, and that's what he's doing. Chance, Chance definitely does his own thing and has it all scheduled out. But yeah, for the most part, a, there's not been a lot. He's got a whole other group of friends. I think right. they go to another school. So they, and it's all a, uh, but it's always been kind of everyone doing their quiet thing and not really talking about much, or maybe somebody or me would link the schedule, maybe. Yeah, but until we get to the until we get to the con, and then we're kind of you know wandering around in posse's, except for Trotsky, who does his mad dash to buy a bunch of new stuff on Thursday. Right. Well, well, that's the thing too is that I think that you know milling around is fine for some people, but our group of friends are generally gen, generally um, intelligent planners kind of people. Just kind of how usually how they are. Um, so you get you get start getting more and more of those people in. It just kind of gets that way. I know I know Pete is kind of that way, and yeah, can... and I mean it happens over time as you experience more and more of the con. We've talked about this on yeah. previous episodes. Like the first time you go, like we had Pete and Blake both were new last year, and I remember the first couple of years I went, you just spend the whole week, like you spend the whole maybe half of the convention just making your way through the entirety of the exhibit hall because you want to see all of it. Like everything is new and everything is amazing and it's crowded. It takes a while to get through there anyway. And so that ends up being most of your time. But after you've been there a couple of years, you're like, Oh yeah, there's the booth with all the doctor who stuff. They've got books and, you know, audio books and shirts and a, and a like half of a TARDIS you can get a, get your picture in front of. And like, here's the aisle that's all, you know, Anime or figurines anime. and, and uh, body pillows and a giant T-shirt, you know, store and stuff like that. And you just skip past that because you're like, yeah, I'm not going to buy any of those shirts. The, yeah, like, that, they're funny. Right. They're funny, but they're all the same. Like, you know, wood for sheep or, you know, 
I've got CDO disorder. You know, it's like OCD, but the letters are in alphabetical <laughs> right, order as right. they should be. It's right. just the same jokes you see every year. And like, right. they're still funny, but you don't need as much of your time to experience all of that. And so you do yeah. more and more of these like planned the, the, events. Right, right. Well, and and I think you, you really said it there really quickly. You said, uh, oh, I'm not going to go going to buy that because. I think for the first couple of years, you really are like, I'm going to spend all my time in this used <laughs> books area that has all of the books that I love. And, right. and, and then you realize that like after you've spent an hour and a half, two hours in this one little booth, well, it's not lo- little, it's, you know, two, three booths worth. And you've gone through and picked through everything. You realize that you came away with like one orc miniature, you know, after all that. And it was right. great, and you enjoyed yourself and had fun, but you really didn't do it. And you do that for like two years in a row, maybe three, and then you're like, after that, okay, I'm just gonna. That's an that's a real. I have fond memories about that booth, but I'm walking past it. And the t-shirts, mm-hmm. the same thing. I bought myself a t-shirt one year, and I love reading them, but I can just go past it. So that's why I think now it's easier for me to fit everything on like that kind of stuff on Sunday. But you're right, you want to do other stuff, and there is Gen Con is other stuff. There's, yeah, and you know, if you're and if you're like me, you know, when I lived in Bloomington, I played games a lot. Mm-hmm. And since I've moved, I don't have as much opportunity. I mean, even when I was right. living in Bloomington and would visit at home, yeah. we would play games here that yeah. we don't really, you know, that doesn't really happen now that I live here. Right. Um, and so apart from, you know, in, in years past when I played games all the time, like playing a game at Gen Con wasn't that big of a deal. I'm like, oh, I'll, you know, demo stuff in the hall and it'll be whatever but now i'm like oh this is a new game and i probably won't get a chance to try it unless i just buy it sight unseen which i've definitely done plenty of times but sure i have enough like buyer's remorse with that stuff that i'm like (laughs) yeah i'm not just gonna drop you know 60 70 bucks on a game i've never tried right because it'll sit in the shrink i might hate it corner right yeah well the 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 um i used to do that when i first started with 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 D and D was that, Hey, I don't get to play D and D and here it is once a year where I get to sit down and play several days, many hours, if you know, the wee hours of the morning sure. and play D and D and, and I loved it. And it was, it was really a great thing. And I still do that to, um, kind of not with D and D, but with games now is that it's, it is different now that I'm very, very fortunate to have a, a consistent gaming group, uh, shout out to Mike Trotsky for organizing it. And sure we, uh, but we have a, a good group of people and a good gaming group that I do get to play a lot of games and I'm really lucky that way, but there's still a lot of games that either a, um, we don't have and we don't play or B I like, but nobody else does. <laughs> so, so, so Gen Con is a chance for me to get around and play deck builders and some other things like, you know, eclectic firefly yeah, things yeah. or whatever, we've, you know, things like we've talked about that play. before. Right. So, um, let, move, let's, let's of, talk about that. Let's talk about like what you got. Games, speaking of games, nobody else likes, <laughs> uh, I've, I've gotten, finally gotten a chance to play. I think, I think when we recorded last week, I had still not played, uh, the Lord of the Rings card game, living card game. Right. You had just ordered it and it was coming in. It was coming in and I got, I got new sleeves cause I'm a huge nerd. I can't handle the penny <laughs> sleeves. I, I did play one game with the penny sleeves and then, uh, ordered new sleeves, ordered a, ordered a play mat because the only yep. play mat that I had was a, a free one from Gen Con. That's like, it's too small and it's got some really obnoxious, anime art on anime it that doesn't it, it's not like it's not cool anime art it's like 
you know, I, I don't. If I name anything, it was like two. Do- it was like two dollar pad. Is what it was. Right? It was you like know? it was like generic Dragon Ball Z or something. Right, right. I, I've um, got they, I've got like two I mean, of those that are like that. They were giving them away, so that tells exactly, you exactly something. And uh, but I got one that looks like a map of Middle Earth. So even if I, I figured even if I don't, you know, same thing. Like if I don't end up keeping this game, which I probably am at this point. Who am I kidding? Right. But like I can use a generic Middle Earth map playmat for other games. It's not going to matter. Right. Um, you know, it's you know, still going to be cool. After talking to you about this this week, um, I, I it's funny. I um, I've I, I thought for a moment, oh man, maybe maybe I did a bad thing by encouraging this because <laughs> because <laughs> I say that because um, you would send pictures of, of the mat and of the, the sleeves and all of the stuff that you were doing and all the different cards and how you had things placed and like how you were going methodically through the different decks and stuff. And I thought mm-hmm. uh, I knew exactly what you were doing. And I thought, man, this is, this is <laughs> like, this game does have all of those addiction things wrapped into one or, sure. or LCGs do, I guess in general. But, um, so yeah, I was like, oh With, man, without the, without the gambling aspect of booster packs. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so a tiny bit better. Right. So, but, but I, I know, I know the feeling you had of like opening up the box and there's a hundred thousand cards and you're like, mm-hmm. I just want to sleeve these real bad, you know, and I, <laughs> I want to organize, how can I organize these to help better make it for me? You know? Yeah. Um, so, and, and then you hadn't even played the game at that point. You were just like right. a week or I, half a week goes by and you're still organizing I, the thing. I did play one maybe two whole sessions before I ordered sleeves. Maybe just one. Oh, yeah. Um, and with, I lost with that first game. Completely so that's unprotected a... cards with your greasy hands? <laughs> no, with the penny <laughs> sleeves. Oh, <laughs> and then like, And then, like, Tuesday or maybe Monday before the show, I forget how the days worked. Cause, no, Monday we, we recorded the show, and then I played later that night. So Tuesday... I took all the cards out of the penny sleeves, like while I was working in between work and stuff. And then, and then Wednesday I put new sleeves on them. Oh, and, and for those who don't I, know who are listening, penny sleeves are just the cheapest card sleeves that you can get. They're usually, you know, poorly well put together. Uh, they very, you know, can come apart really easily. The, and they're, they're really cheap. slick. They're really slick. slick on both sides. They're too big. So the cards slide around in them. Um, just a, an unpleasant experience, but, but you can get a ton for really cheap. I mean, that's why they oh, call yeah. penny they're, sleeves. They're, like they're, penny they're so, they're so cheap. They're so cheap. Right. Which is, um, but anyway, I, I got, yeah. I got the, the ultra pro pro mats, which are the, the sleeves that I got for uh, legendary. And I think I have the, the slightly cheaper uh, ultra pros on smash up, which is the first game that I bought sleeves specifically for wait um wait you didn't get the lord of the rings one official ones that are 15 dollars for 50 you didn't buy all no, those n- no <laughs> not 15 for 50 i went on amazon and ridiculous i i couldn't decide on a color i was gonna get like yellow sleeves for the player cards and red or black for the encounter yeah. cards because yeah. they for for those i'll put pictures on the website but um they're they're like the ring the one ring on the player cards and the eye of sauron on the encounter cards. Yeah. And, but what I ended up doing was getting clear, clear backs because the art on the back is so nice. It's not like the legendary card backs are pretty blah and the ones on smash up are not much better, but yeah, these cards have really nice, you know, the ring and the eyes are on, on the back. I'm like, I kind of, I kind of want to keep that without, that. 
you know, there are things I like about color, you know, solid back sleeves, but they they can make a game look kind of generic. Sure. Um, right. So anyway, I did that. That was I didn't okay, so, so really need right, to go that much right, detail into jump right uh, into it. Into, you you have it and you sleeves, played it. But, Lord of the Rings living card game. It's called Lord of the Rings the card game. What do you think about it? You've played it a couple times now. I'm pretty I mean, I'm enjoying it. Like I got a yeah. little a setup with a little table here so I don't have to like, you know, go and find a, a special spot or whatever. It's been pretty quick. Yep. I say that though because I have not built any decks yet. Okay. Um that aspect of it is a little overwhelming. I know I said on the show that like I've I managed to resist the urge to like just follow somebody else's deck and try that. Yeah. Um I mean that's technically what I'm doing, but it says in the book that you should start with these 30 card quote unquote pre-made decks. Okay. And really all they are are the four colors or the four spheres of influence, yeah. uh, leadership, tactics, spirit, and lore. Um, and just play through the game with those, and it gives you a sense of how that sphere works. And really, um, so as of last night, before I jump ahead on that, mm-hmm. I've done all four of those. Oh, okay. Um, where, where, where are you leaning on your favorite? Tactics and lore. Is it? Shoot, now I'm not going to remember. Lore yeah. is the green one. Ta- tactics is the red. T- tactics and lore I lost with. Okay. Uh, leadership and spirit I won with. And okay. tactics is mostly about combat. Mm-hmm. Um, spirit is about questing. Questing. Mostly. And yeah, questing mostly. Yeah, right. Um, lore is about drawing cards and healing. Correct. And... Leadership is, I'm not really sure, a lot of, like, buffs and combo trigger effects. I think I think right. leadership is really popular uh, as a solo um, deck right. build. My, my build, I will say, is that, that my primary deck that I've, I've made a couple, but I've got, like, one that I almost always use, and I, I'm probably going to go away from that, but it's two leadership and a lore. So I've got... Because the real the real trick is mm-hmm. that you want to have resources to play, and they have to match the card that you're playing. So I've got a I've right. got a my leadership. I've got Aragorn because of his whole um, that he can quest and um, and defend and attack. And I've got right. a gear for him. And I've got um, I, I don't remember the dwarf's name, but it's the the leadership guy who when he takes damage he gets resources. So that is glowing, I think. Right. Um, so he's really great because I want to get some items out on people. So I always make sure that I've got extra hit point attachments and stuff like that to, to give to him and defensive attachments so that he can take the, the damage. And then my one lore guy, um, is a healer. I put, got him in there for all healing cards and to be able to put attachments that like, um, tap this card to get two hit points back. And if I could put that on, right. on glowing, then it's just constantly like I'm getting free resources all the time and healing him back up. So, so the... The the combos I found very useful in leadership because I played the starter deck, so I had all three mm-hmm. leadership mm-hmm. heroes. Um uh, Steward of Gondor. Um or no, not is it Yeah, it's Denethor, I believe. Okay. Uh now I'm gonna be embarrassed if I'm wrong about that. But 
Aragorn lets you spend a resource to ready him if he right. quests. If right? he quests. Right. Um, Denethor, when he quests, can give another hero a resource. Right? Aragorn oh, nice. has to spend a resource to use his okay. power. Cool. That so basically, sense. every time you send them both on a quest, you you ready Aragorn for free. Right. But I don't think Denethor is a core core thing, is he? I it might, he was. I mean... The one I have is core. It might act. It might not actually be Denethor. Okay. Um, the you. other, <laughs> yeah, that's my keyboard. It's loud. Um, <laughs> it is. It's Theodred. Theodred. Okay. All right. I'm. I'm completely wrong. He's. He's a Rohirrim. Right. Um. Yeah. Well, after so, he commits so th- to a quest, he can. He can give a resource to another hero that's also questing. So right. that combo is strong, and then the leadership deck has sneak attack, which is a one point bring yep. a hero into play for one phase, not a right. whole round, but one phase. Right. Um, and you you combo that with um, with Gandalf. Yep. Because you you know Gandalf is a five cost card that only lasts one round, and he has like four on each stat. Yep. But when he comes into play, he can like reduce your threat, deal four damage. Or let you draw three cards, all of which yeah. are super powerful. Right. Um, so that that helped me beat that one. I did the um, the path in that first quest where you fight the big spider. Yep, Ungoloth. Um, so I did that, and then last night I did the last color, which was um, um, Spirit. Or Spirit. And Spirit has um, Eowyn. Mm-hmm. Who? Yep. She, she starts out with like four questing, and you can right. or four uh, willpower, and you can discard a card to give her one more. Right. Which is was particularly useful in the spirit deck because I found myself with a lot of cards that I didn't really like. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Which, if I were building a deck, they wouldn't even be in there. But yeah, um, there are also cards that let you play things from discards. So um, Gandalf is the one neutral card in the core, and he's in every core deck by the way he, he is he is he is the primary reason why people say to buy the two two of the core mm, so you can get two of them in there yes so that you can have because you only get two i believe right but you can have four um i mean i have four but i don't know if those are from two sets or if i actually have eight i must I, only I, have four i do know <laughs> i do know that the reason is to get to get him because yeah. and it might be just be because so you can have two separate decks, but yeah, it's really the difference them. between it, it. It can make or break, you know, you you winning. So I had I had Eowyn for questing, and then I I put a um, an attachment on her that gave her plus one. Uh, so she always was starting out with five, with the option to do six, and then there are a bunch of heroes in um, in spirit that will like when they go on a quest they automatically make one progress on either the active location or locations in the staging yeah. area. Yeah. Which is really strong like at one point I cleared out two locations without even having to travel to them. Which yeah. I I had to check I ended up on the forums a couple times in that session to make sure that I was doing stuff right. Right. Um well, that, that's see, that's the example of like you said. Spirit allows you to quest a lot and get a lot, of, a lot of questing stuff. I, I was playing, um, I can't remember something at the Karak was was uh, what, 
was the scenario I was playing. And you mm-hmm. have to – there's a, for the first phase of that, you have to be questing a lot because there's a ton of threat. I mean it's just massive amounts of threat and locations and piling up for you in the in the, the setup and counter area. Right. And, and I did not have any spirit. So I was just playing my rounded out deck that I thought has a good tactic. But you – in this game, a lot of times it's not about playing your medium deck that's kind of well-rounded, got your own tactic. You're to like take one up size them. fits all. It's I've yeah, heard it's it described really as like as like a puzzle. You've got to figure out what the scenario is is weakest to, and yes. build your deck around that. Right. So so if um, I if I had come to that with a lot of spirit and like you were just describing with Aowen, oh that would have been great. That totally would have worked and totally kicked butt on this thing. But I was stuck with guys who had low quest like six and eight that was with all of my guys questing at once and you were like one guy has almost that so yeah that would have been <laughs> right, it's, it's, right. Th- it's a perfect example of like if i build a deck to beat the scenario that's the way you're supposed to do this game is that deck building seems to be part of the game because you have all the cards you can sure. do that and i don't think they want you to make like one deck or there to be like you know one deck to right. to rule them all type thing it's just yeah or you you know you play in a in a pair and you you know you complement yes. each other with stuff like ranged or um Assists like and sentinels uh, and i don't know i had a in 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 spirit there are a couple of um uh allies called wandering took okay. that's a hobbit right and his ability is that you can um re- Reduce reduce your threat by three to to give him to another player, and they increase threat by three. Okay, like, okay, I could potentially see where that's useful. But spirit is also about managing your threat. Like in addition to having Gandalf right. card, spirit yes. doesn't have sneak attack. What it does have is, um, I had a card that let me play an ally from the discard pile, Which right? Like and you Gandalf, pay, right? you you pay its same cost, right? So. Gandalf goes out of play at the end of the round, but then if at any point I had I had accumulated five resources again, yeah, um, I could bring him back into play. Now I ended up never having to do that because I drew two cards, and I think I only played one of them that for three resource let you reduce your threat by six, which is pretty strong. Yeah. And I got a couple of big, nasty monsters in the staging area but they were like 35 and 40 threat and the pure spirit deck only starts with 29 oh nice yeah so or you just saw like when, 37 or something like that. when i got close when i got to like 34 and i was ready to play gandalf like i drew that card and i was like oh well for three i'll reduce my threat by six and i'll be fine then um the third one of the um one of the spirit heroes has an ability where he can attack into the staging area. Nice. And, and when he does, he gets plus one. So he normally attacks for two, but he can attack for three if he's attacking a, an enemy in the staging area. And nice. unless I'm screwing that up, like that lets me attack stuff that's not attacking me. Right. And so, yeah. so every round, like that stuff stays. So it's, you know, kind of hard to quest through all of that, um, threat but i had a lot of willpower from eowyn and i could knock those monsters out before they before they got to me and so i went the other path on the 
on the quest where you just have to make 10 quest progress. Right. And I lost one of my heroes, but um, not either of those really good ones. I forget what her ability was. It was something else when she when she, she commits to a quest. She's basically like one you can't fi- finish. The, like A1, you can't lose her. She's the, the crux. She's the captain. Yeah. Right. Well, the, we're, we're getting kind of in the weeds with the details here, but let's, let, yeah, let's, real, let's, real, a lot of specifics, <laughs> right? Let, let's talk about like the game overall. How, how do you, how do you feel about the game? Is, is it fun? Is it, is it frustrating? Is it uh, too difficult, difficult enough, challenged? How do you feel about it? Um, I'm enjoying it so far. Granted, I have only played the very first quote unquote easiest. Oh, the easiest one, right? The path of uh, Mercury, um, something like that. quest or what whatever they're called adventure right passage to mercury i think is what it is yeah um yeah passage yeah. through mercwood um i've not built any decks i've not done any oh, difficult wait, you, you, uh, you played the you played all those all those on like all four of the colors with that same same quest or that same yeah. scenario oh okay all right well because i lost the first two so i was like well i'm gonna keep trying right, and then sure. once i did it on leadership i'm like well i've done all of them but one i might as well try it again on uh sure um, it never, it never at any point felt easy. Like if I went through a round and like did some stuff, knocked out a monster or made progress on the quest, like it felt like a triumph because you're always right, like, right. you're always like, Oh, please don't. Um, you know what the, the third, the third spirit hero does, um, you can exhaust her to, um, ignore a treachery card okay which which is really strong if you got a good treachery card right. um i i did that a couple times to avoid the treachery card in that adventure that's real nasty is um that happened to me on my tactics deck um it's a condition which is just like an attachment you have to put on a hero and they don't ready in the ready phase, unless you spend two of their resources. Okay. And that's, and that's brutal, right? right? Like your heroes are all pretty strong. You have to be able to use them every round. Right. Well, the, um, the, but the... I had, I had like her ability or a card in my deck that let me ignore a shadow card. Um, a lot of that stuff that I spent resources on. Cause I'm like, yeah, if I do that, you know, two of my heroes are going to die. Yeah. Yeah, the, the the game has a lot of um, feeling to it. That what is it? The the Ocred cards to be nice is, mm-hmm. the, is the, like I mean a lot, and it's there's there's way more of them than there are like oh I'm safe cards. Um, so that you know treacheries come out or threat big monsters seem to always come out when you happen to get like mm-hmm. this the little spider that's actually not so bad. You're like oh I finally have a free round, you know, or not free round or I can I can manage this. But the game has so many of, I don't know, it's, I feel that it's so thematic because it does feel like the Lord of the Rings world where, you, where every, the shadow is constantly coming and there's always something, a threat there. And even if you've got this round, you think, set up where I can handle this and I can handle this, well, then there's going to be one more card come out that you don't know what it is. And it's never easy. You know, it's, it's always like, oh. I barely just was able to overcome yeah, sure. the ones that are out there, but now this other one comes out. Um, or when you're you're in combat, the shadow cards drive me up insane because it's it's like I've got this handle, like an, I've got my strategy down, and then a shadow card comes out and wrecks you, 
or you let happen to let one card through because it's not a big deal, and then it's like kill a hero. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you if you let it through. I mean, I so, you know, it's like yeah. any game. Over time, I after playing it a couple times, I'm like, oh, I was doing this wrong. Oh, I was doing this wrong. Um, my first play session, I think I messaged you about. I was. Yeah putting engaged enemies back in the staging area like I was counting their threat every time. And so, of course, I wasn't making any quest progress. Um, That's terrible. The first game that I won with leadership, right. I I rolled over two stages of the quest, which you're not supposed to do. Right? Like, like I needed two more quest oh, progress, right. and I got four. And so, like, I cleared that stage, that quest card, and the next one only has two. Um, progress needed. And so I just went through that one too. And I'm like, so oh, well, that, I mean, it, it would have taken me at least one more oh. round to, to, right. to clear that out. Um, but it's, you know, that's, that, that's what happens. Like there are a lot of rules. Um, yeah. I watched a couple playthroughs, but there, there's a lot to this game. Like every, every round I'm like, okay, did I do, did I do all the things? Yeah, I, 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 right. Like, like in the reset step, you're like, you draw a card, you ready all your stuff, you increase your threat by one, you, right, you, you put resources on your heroes, and then I'm like, I'm like, okay, and, did I do everything? And this everything? game is so tight that you can't, you can't miss a step. No, like, like if you miss it, if you miss a step, so maybe you can understand. I think a couple weeks ago when we talked about this game, I, 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 I claimed it having what I said at the time the tightest economy of any game mm. I've ever played. And maybe you can have a little bit of appreciation for that now. The, the, like if you miss getting a resource round, like you don't put the three resources on your characters, that's devastating. Sure. You know, you're so far. Or if you don't increase your threat by one, that's a huge advantage. I mean, it sounds only like one, but it's max, yeah. you know, or, or if I didn't draw a shadow card, that feels like I super cheated. Yeah, you know, because oh, I forgot. Yeah, I did that, that a couple times. So, where and, like and you have to do like my everything. first combat round, I forgot to draw shadow cards, and I'm like, uh, can I skip it? I'm like, okay, well, this one would have been the first one, like whatever card I had turned up for the next round. I'm like, this would have been this, this would have right. been this. Okay, they were both locations, and I'm fine. But uh, yeah, okay. it's like yeah, but it's it, like when when we're playing legendary, um, we fairly often will have like somebody forgets to turn out the 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 villain card right, oh, right and i'm yeah. like i'm like can can somebody j- just be in that, charge of always at at the beginning of anybody's turn turning the villain card cuz we don't, it, we just it need matters. one person to remember instead of all five of us remember every time yeah right and it and it you know things like this game Ha, every, like I said, every move does matter. So you're right. You have to follow the steps. Now, to, to that point, I will say I haven't played it in about a year, and I played it. Um, I played it again last week, and I I did quickly brush through the rules. Mm-hmm. But really, for the most part, all I needed was that like on the very back page, it has the sequence that you play the game every yeah. you know, all the turns. And I was like, Oh, okay. This is, this is how this works. I remember. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just as long as I followed it through, I went pretty quickly remembering it all. It wasn't terribly yeah, difficult the, the, because, because you do have limited things that the, you can do. There are, I mean, there's only there are just a handful of things and you're like, okay, well nothing, nothing engages. So there's no combat. I mean, you can optionally engage. I've never had a situation where I, 
felt like that was a good idea, but um, <laughs> I'm always like, how do I, can, right. I, can I keep my threat low enough that this giant elite wasp thing doesn't come down and attack me with its six attack and nine health? <laughs> right. I mean... It'll destroy all my three HP heroes. I know. I mean, you feel, I feel, always feel like, again, almost a little exasperated. I'm saying this, it sounds like it's a bad thing, but it's, it's part of the game that makes it, you know, have some anxiety and some, that's what the game's about. Um, When you get, you spend three resource points, it's like, that's a whole turn of resources or maybe even four, or you play Gandalf and it's five and you're like, I just did a huge the, turn and got this guy out and I spent all my turns, like two, three turns to get this one guy out. And then a monster comes out and just wrecks him. And you're like, Oh yeah. The, the oh. economy feels to me a lot like, um, hearthstone or eternal where you, it slowly gradually builds, except with the, with the, with the, um, aspect, whatever of it, that it doesn't all reset. Like, um, I assume that's the way that land works in magic. Like you play out land cards, but they they um, untap or or ready every round. Okay. Every turn, right? So you so you get it all back. Okay. Um, but as far as that and the card cost, that's that felt that like that made sense to me. Like it, it didn't feel like it was too hard. Like I could see that if you could just play any card at any time, like it would the mechanic of it would would totally change yeah. but i don't know i'm having fun with it so far we'll see i i historically have a uh um an, an unfriendly relationship with with difficulty and challenge and hopefully <laughs> playing, playing a game myself without uh you know without somebody to uh you know because that's that's one of my kind of annoyances if like i'm struggling with something and somebody else like on the internet or whatever it's like sure it's like oh well do you you should uh, you should enjoy the challenge that makes you a better player, Mike. You know what? You can go, you can go. <laughs> right, right. You, you, know. you know what? I, I've, I've resigned myself to being okay with though, um, and this game is kind of helping me with that. Um, I'm, I'm feeling, and I've not done it yet, but I was just just reading, maybe it was yesterday about um, they came out with rules for e- what's called easy mode, I guess where mm. there's now three levels of difficulty that you can play the game at easy, normal, and the nightmare. And, and it, it's just one of those that I feel some with some of these scenarios that they're so incredibly difficult and I have to do so much work and it's not enjoyable. I'd lose so many times that playing on easy <laughs> mode, isn't a bad thing. It just makes me feel like I'll enjoy the time and I, and I can do that. And then if I feel like, I'm doing really great and it's too easy for me, then I can knock it back up to, to, to normal. You can, I, you can adjust it. Yeah. The, the tiers that I've seen are, um, the encounter cards are marked elite. Yes. Right. right. They have a gold ring. So you can do that for the absolute beginner mode. You could do that and not do shadow cards. Yes. Right. That's the other one. And then you play normally and nightmare mode is like a completely different set of cards. You have to right. Play. Well, the the um, the, the oddly easy mode enough, I saw was that you also start with like three resources. So that's, oh yeah, that's or big. you or you start with a round of resources. That's another another thing you can do. So they're kind of levels. It's like when um, I recently replayed through all the original uh, StarCraft campaigns when they did the mm-hmm. the HD remaster. Oh yeah, yeah. And the first couple I did normally, and then that game as, as an RTS, a single player, is so time consuming. Because yeah. it takes so long to like, build up your economy and everything. 
that I would do stuff like, you know, do the cheat that gives you 500 resources at the beginning. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not going to insta-win, it's not god mode or anything, but it's going to kickstart your economy, and you're probably going to win if you're not yeah. terrible. Right. Um, oddly enough, um, my, my first Gamefly game yeah. for the PS4 is... Uh, is Assassin's Creed Origins. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is the, that's like you RPG-ish that, right? in ancient Egypt. Correct. I am actually playing that on one step above normal. Oh, yeah, So yeah. they're like, they're like easy, normal, hard, hardest, or hard nightmare, whatever they call sure, it. Sure, sure. Um, and so when, when I'm in a combat situation or whatever, and like the enemy lands one good combo and kills me, I'm like, I'm mad, but I'm like, you know, I could turn the difficulty down. But I'm, but I don't. I, you know, right. I haven't played it since I bought this new card game. But I've just got got too much going on. I'm still playing Heroes of the Storm and everything. But right. um, yeah, it's it's interesting how it breaks. Well, it, it's it's a good, I thought it's a good game. I, I I do come down that it's it's challenging and and I like that there is an easy mode and a nightmare mode so that you can do both. And and I'm I think I may embrace that because one of the reasons that I that I stopped playing it was because there was so much loss on some of the the middle ones that were so difficult that mm. I think that I am not saying that I'm going to just eat. Cause I hate people that just easy mode everything and say, I beat it, but I wouldn't consider that winning. I don't think I'm, I would consider myself winning it unless it was on medium normal mode. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, you're I not have fun. Um, I could play it on a little bit easy mode. Yeah. You're not, you don't get anything for winning. So what's the, what's the, um, impetus to do that yeah i totally agree yeah what's what's the motivation right like, exactly you know, exactly i mean I, I want i want to have a good but yeah time and I'm, I'm, doing it myself, I'm enjoying so. it so far i'm gonna try the uh try the second one they scale i think according to the to the companion website the first mission is like difficulty two out of ten the second is like four or five and then the third one is seven so it escalates fairly um um intensely yeah I might also look through uh, and see what all I have in this box because I, you know, I got somebody's uh, somebody else's copy, so I've got like two big expansions plus most of an entire uh, um, adventure pack cycle. Oh yeah, and see if I have some other um, slightly less challenging ones to kind of warm up on, but but we'll see. And then uh, Memorial Weekend, I'm going down to Tennessee to visit my family. And uh, my brother has played it before, so we'll play two player and maybe even try the try the hard mode three or four player. Oh, good good luck with that, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, see, I just know that my brother in law is going to want to play, so right. we'll have to we'll have to figure that out. So, so moving off of of uh, some yeah. some board game here, I've got some other big a, thing that that happened was there, this week. Was there a movie? Was there a movie that came out? I think there was a little movie, a little independent movie we talked about watching. Yeah, yeah, in, indie film. Yeah. So uh, you did get to see Infinity War? I did. I did. Yeah. Uh, did you watch as, it opening night a, or just like uh, did you have to avoid spoilers? I did. I went out I went out Thursday. My uh, my local, as I call it, my local beer theater yep. had, um, I mean, they have a full bar, so I don't know why. <laughs> but um, they normally changed their, their screens on Friday, but they had a special oh, Thursday night showing. Of course and they did. I bought tickets on Fandango, which I've never done before. But <laughs> everybody was talking about their their you know buying their tickets in advance, and I'm like, it is opening night, and it is this movie. Yeah, I should probably do this. And they had like 
a girl taking tickets at the door, which they also don't do because it's a two screen theater. Like you can't really theater hop. Oh, right. I guess guess you could if you really, really wanted to. (laughs) Right. uh, They were were guarding um, it. Yeah. And uh, serious business. Yeah. And so we sat down and, you know, ran through all these trailers. I, you know, saw the the Bob Ross Deadpool trailer God, and Deadpool uh, was amazing. And the trailer for Infinity War, which I was like, that's weird. Why Wait, they, they showed you an Infinity War trailer? Yeah, they showed the Infinity War trailer and the um, <laughs> Ant-Man did, and Wasp trailer. You, and you then, definitely got like the old trailer set is what happened. Well, so so here's here's what happened. So the lights dim and the trailers go and then the logos start to come up. And I don't, I don't normally pay too close attention to this. Like I'm not a, you know, I'm not a geek scholar. I don't, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not a movie movie critic, film critic. But uh, the logos come up, come up, and it says Warner Brothers. Mike, wait, is <laughs> I said I said, oh, this must be another trailer. <laughs> then another, and one. then and then New Line Cinema, and I'm like, no, that's not right either. What, huh, what are I wonder what this. Here? I wonder what this trailer is, and then I see like there's like um like a, 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 a space station or something like modern day with no, uh, no gravity and everything. Okay. And, and they're talking about like the sample and the test subject and something. And then are you in? And then they, and then they stop it. Like they stop the movie. It was the beginning of rampage. Oh my gosh. They put the which, wrong movie stuff in for you. Didn't which they? is that's, that's the movie they were showing on that side the previous week. Uh, they right? didn't they start, it. They started the wrong one, and so when they when they started it over, and I saw that they were going to run the tra- the the their ads and and trailers all again. Yeah, you know, presumably that's the that's the start of the track. Like, however they <laughs> right, however they run it up in the booth, and we had gotten there like a half an hour early, so. I got up and got another beer. I'm like, well, I finished my first beer in, in all <laughs> in this amount trailers. of time, and and I've seen all these trailers, so. Um, so you missed all the actual good trailers, is what you're saying? I I don't think I don't know that they showed us the third Deadpool trailer. Oh, because that, that ob- one was that one was great. Ob- obviously, I could go on YouTube and watch it, which is what I did. Which you should, uh, so you like, should like Saturday. But um, so yeah, that, that was for uh, as n- now that we're now that we're five minutes into this into this segment <laughs> of the show, talked about the movie. Uh, yet. If if you've not yet seen which. By the time this airs, will be almost two weeks after it's been out. Then you um, are you need to stop watching Avengers altogether. Not, not two weeks; it'll be like a week and a half. <laughs> Avengers: Infinity War. We're going to spoil it. Stop the stop the podcast and go watch yeah, it. Deal with it, and then, and then come back. Yeah. Okay, we're back. Uh, Welcome back. So that uh, I will say, and it's a bold statement every, to say, it is my. Every, Everybody's dead. Everybody's, everybody's dead. Yes, it's the dead. Game of Thrones of Marvel Cinematic Universe. Kill them all off. I, I, uh, they finally shed some weight. I um, have. I am a notor- notoriously big superhero fan. If, if my two things that I have on the world for movies and video games, the two things I like, and comic books, and it, if you have comic books and Star Wars and movies, those are my top of all time. Clearly, um, <laughs> so to say. I say all that to say that this is my most favorite superhero movie ever. I wanted to have that weight. I mean, it it, it really was. I I truly have loved That's a bold Winter statement. Soldier and or, and I've loved so many other great superhero movies. But 
This one takes the cake. It did everything I wanted it to do and more. So, and I haven't seen it twice. I can't believe we're, we're recording this. It came out on Thursday and I've not, <laughs> I spent the whole weekend and didn't see it again. I will see it mm. again. Um, I'm sure I'll say it, see it in the, th- it's, this is, like I said, it hits every mark, namely that, you know, you need to watch this in the theater. Don't, don't be one of those people that, oh, I'll just wait for it to come out. Cause this is one of the ones you should watch. It's it, a, it's a spectacle and an experience. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just pay for it. And, and, and it's, it's good. It's worth the money. And if anything, at the least you can say, Hey, you know, you deserve my money for 10 years of putting all of these great movies to this one <laughs> point. Here's 10 bucks. This, this end game. Okay. So, you know, I've, I've similar like, uh, you know, feelings, um, re- reactions to it. I do want to kind of drill down a little bit to, to keep the, keep the conversation from sure, not sure. just being excited, happiness, a complete, a complete fan geek out. Let me, <laughs> okay. I forgot. I want, I wanted to do this because I was keep quoting me on point, these man, because I'll, I'll go back, there. back to you guys in the chat when it happened. Um, let me go back. You, you and, and Fox and I were talking about this. Um, we got we got to the end of the movie and you know Thanos had done the had done the big purge and um let me find the quotes i had, I had so many because the theater was packed like i've not been in this theater when it's been this full yeah but uh um and it was full okay yes and and it was full and there were there were young people around me saying ridiculous things that I had to, I had to quote. So lots of like, I could hear like soft sobbing around me when like, when like, yeah, at the end when, when characters are getting killed off. And I don't, I don't know if it's, if it's whatever, like I, I went into it as like a, just a spectacle, just a fun ride. And I knew, I knew fairly early on that they had made the stakes too high for any of this to actually be permanent. Sure. Right. Right. It's more going to be like, what are they going to do? That's your, that, what that's are they going to have to do? Cynicism coming through. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> right. I mean, if, if you're 17, um, this is the best thing you could possibly ever have happen to you. Sure. Sure. And I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it. Like it was great. It just like, none of it made me cry. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and so, so I heard people around me. One dude said, that was bleaker than Logan. <laughs> and somebody said, this is the darkest time. <laughs> it's the darkest timeline, right? And We're somebody, all dying. Somebody said, happening. somebody said, this is the test of a true fan. You're not a true fan. If you didn't cry. <laughs> uh, I don't know about all then, that, but. And then there was a very long, like they rolled all of the credits before the post credit scene. All of them. Like, there was no mid credits. Full, right. like 10, 10 plus minutes. One dude said, this is a true test. I'll stay until they kick me out. <laughs> uh, nice. And then, uh, and then they got to that, to that final credit scene. And, oh, you know, truly, if you're still listening, <laughs> go, go, go watch when, uh, when Nick Fury dies. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Like he starts to disappear. Right. And so the reaction of people around me, like, Oh no. Not, no. And then laughter. Right. Right. Cause he, he goes, Oh, mother. Right? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, they're like, Oh no. Ha! Like there's laughter all around. And then, Oh, <laughs> 
Well, well, then, then Which, the true fans actually did come out like a second later when they showed Captain Marvel's. When they show Captain Marvel's, right. so okay, so let's let's if you can recall things you saw in trailers that weren't in the film. Well, the, the, the big one, the big one right there, you already said Captain Marvel. Well, yes, um, no, the 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 big one. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Are you? Let me ask. Did you say? Let me have you repeat that. Did you say things that were in the trailer but not in the movie, or things that were in the movie but not in the trailer? Well, I mean, most of the movie was not in the trailer. No, but but what I mean, but the big the big thing here like, was that the, there was scenes, scenes, scene. reveals, jokes. Like, I don't think that I saw Thor ask Gamora if she was related to Hulk. No, what? I don't... And 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 I think I saw that in a trailer. Oh, I don't. Yeah, no, I I know that the trailer. That was a, a story afterwards. Was that the trailer did a lot of misleading things, which. Right, the, the right. Article I read the, the Cap- it's kind of the Captain Marvel thing was a big, yeah, a big one. They, they, so Captain Marvel was supposedly supposed to be in this one, um, and also um, the the biggest thing to me was that they sh- they had a constantly playing in every single trailer at the end. Was they had the big scene, the splash scene with Captain America and everyone, all like most of the cast running towards something in kind of slow motion in Wakanda. And you see the Hulk and you see right. everyone and not all those people were in were there. And that was that's important. Like it's real important that the Hulk wasn't there. And you think that yeah, in the, trailers- the Hulk wasn't there. And and the now correct me if I'm wrong is the 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 suit that um, Banner uses the is the Hulk buster. Yeah, he used Veronica. Right. Right. So that's a. That's I don't I don't know who Veronica is, but it, of course it's unusual for Banner to be operating on Iron Man's. Yeah, right, right. No, well, well, uh, and they but he but he built that like that was in Age of Ultron. Is that he he him and Tony built that suit for the Hulk, and it and they called it Veronica. They, they kept saying like, oh, we'll, oh, we'll need okay, Veronica. Okay. I'm, I'm calling in Veronica, and then it was and that's the Hulkbuster. <laughs> um, so because they don't think they actually call it the Hulkbuster, they just call it. Veronica in in the movies, but anyway. Okay, so Hulk wasn't so in there, and quick that was important. quick. Like, um, uh, and and I don't unless you have any more of those. I I don't. I didn't pay close enough attention to any of that. No. To, I mean, there, there so, was a lot, but I mean, it's in that's that's well documented online. You can go and see some of the things. So there. so can you name? Yeah, like go find a blog for somebody <laughs> who, who scene by scene, frame by frame, right. analyzed all this stuff. So how about like two or three favorite funny moments because there were there were scenes where like the 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 theater erupted in laughter and i was like oh this is unusual this right is, you know a, a, a side effect of having a packed house here before that i i, I want to get something i want to say something about the, the movie in general because I, I think I, I i didn't get an opportunity to truly say something about the movie okay. I, I wanted to say that they were the feelings that i had in this movie were um there's three that i i kind of want to mention one of them is that i, I felt satisfied that we Thanos being my favorite, one of my, if not the most favorite Marvel character that I've in all time, that they did him justice and that he, he has the, mm-hmm. someone used the word gravitas, like dark side in DC will ne- if they could ever hope to find somebody that has the gravitas that they give Thanos, they would be lucky. Um, and, and mm-hmm. that was very satisfying. Um, the other one was that um, I actually had a good, I was stunned at the end. Like when it ended, I knew that could potentially happen. I didn't expect it to happen so soon until the next movie, but when it happened and then the way the music and the the acting and the pacing and all of it just happened at the end, when it was over, 
you said you mentioned sobs people the theater felt like just so quiet like everyone would just sat there and watched the 10 minutes of the credits yeah i mean i mean i was not i was not sobbing but i was kind of like just stunned by some so just let's, sitting there you let's, know right let's let's do that question okay, first okay. uh who one name one or maybe two uh characters who who suffered the most in this story oh, that's a good one uh i i, I hate to say tony because he's been played out enough but he's definitely i think the top that suffered the most um even at the very end that he he hit he got clearly the most emotional damage and if and if yeah. and if they don't kill him off in the next movie this should be this should be enough to like okay he needs to go in retirement and never come out because this guy has been so emotionally right. damaged um i mean you you get him at the beginning with pepper with pepper that there he mm-hmm. you, he he has this he's always had this psychological damage in in his iron man 3 where he has ptsd from it um he's talking about in age of ultron where he wants to put a shield around the world he's terrified of thanos he's he doesn't know the name to it yet but he's terrified i mean every movie this character has a plot line through that he's terrified of what's happening in this and it comes all to fruition. Right. And in the very beginning when he fights and he gets, he, he gets taken away up into space, he's talking to pepper. That's a great little scene where he's like, she cuts off and she's like, don't leave me. Don't leave me. Don't go. And, mm-hmm. and it's like, Oh man, he's just being damaged right here. And then obviously Peter's along and that happens. Yeah. I mean, the, the combination of like, like the scene with him fighting Thanos is already really like it's too early i'm like i we've talked about it and i've yeah. heard the rumors that like robert downey jr is you know either wants out or is is you know basically nearly done um i, th- I think he's and I think he's scared to to ruin it he's he's lived this 10 years of amazing life and i think he's he's scared mm, to sure to sure and like you know you had uh the the stuff in civil war with uh with don Cheadle. yep um, the stuff in the Spider-Man movie, oh, yeah, yeah, Don um, Cheadle, right? which, yeah. which is another, With another aspect chain. of that I do want to get to, but like that duel where he's fighting and he's got like the nanotech, which is some of the most like ridiculous Iron Man sure. stuff we've seen sure, so sure. far, but it like, like you see, and he, he plays it really well. You see fear in his eyes, yeah. like at, at a level that you, you don't normally see with the Iron Man character because he's you know, he's got this suit around him that makes him invincible. Yep. Um, and then, and then to have him watch, you know, these new, you know, the, his relationship with, um, with Peter Parker is, is great. So like not paternal, but really, you know, uncle. Yeah. Mentor, mentor, mentor kind of thing. Um, you've got Chris Pratt, uh, you know, you know, Quill Mm -hmm. and, um, and Doctor Strange, two characters that he's just met, but he's still like as much as he is his usual snarky Tony Stark way to them. You can tell that he still he still likes them, you know, yeah. enough that he doesn't want to watch them turn into dust in front of his yeah. eyes. And and he, he um, has so so yeah he's he's up at the top of the list. Well, when he, you can't and, mention um, you got to mention when he got stabbed. Like when he got stabbed. That was the moment I think everyone in the theater thought, this is it. This is the thing. He's the one. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the one that's going to die here. You know, he's the, he's the actor that's going to go off. And it's all these predictions. I think when that moment, when he got stabbed and Thanos did it, and you're like, oh, this movie's not over yet, but this is close, and he's going to die. And 
that was that was huge. And the, you said the look on his face of fear that that happened to the actor just gave that like, this is happening. Yeah, I this is happening. I was like, holy crap. Um, a lot of a lot of people named um, Thor at the top of the list. Really? See, I would I would I would have put uh, Scarlet Witch above him even. Yeah, Wanda. Right. Right. Because because not only she's the only one who had to kill somebody that she loved. Right. Which was huge for, for the sake for the sake of this quest, but then to also have him be brought back and killed in front of her oh, is pretty rough. That, see, yeah, uh, really, like right there, ripped the, out of his head. the The argument with Thor is that in you you have to remember the context of his previous film, which while it was very funny, he lost his father oh, right, yeah. and his home, yeah. and then at the beginning of this movie, lost Loki, his awkward brother that he still cared about deeply yep. and um his and best friend, Heimdall, Heimdall, his yeah. his you know yeah uh, gosh that whole thing i think his thor's like return to epicness at the end kind of kind of undermines that a little bit yeah right like you forget all that he's been through because he has such a he has so many good epic moments in the he he does in the story he does and so so that's the that's the culmination of the movie. What about um, what about things earlier on that were that were funny or just really sure. um, really fun? I, you know, there, there's so many here to, to miss, so I will kind of just limit yeah, to, to a few. Right. But because Marvel, all I can say is Marvel does it from serious to comedy. And the uh, couple ones, my buddy Bill and I have been going um, back. He's been we've been shooting each other emails back and forth, just these random quips here and there. And one of the best ones that I, I, I liked was the. Um, he looks like he looks like a pirate had a baby with an angel, <laughs> and and yeah that that, that whole that whole scene is good. He's like the whole he's sequence. Like, this is not a dude. You are a dude. This is a man. <laughs> and then when he when he talks in that deep voice, Peter is doing something with his voice. I am not doing anything with my voice. <laughs> so is uh, he mocking yeah. me? I'll, no, I'll... you're mocking me. <laughs> All, all of that, all of that was great. Oh, so um, funny! Like I, they brought the guardians. I like the guardians. Oh, you know what? Guardians are funny, and we're just going to mix it. You know, Ugh. right, right, and and just the guardians. Not even though talking about trailers and misleading things. Um, Paul Rudd was in the credits for this, at least on IMDb. Yeah, I didn't read all the credits after the film, but he's not in the That's movie. A complete mystery. Like, he was not he, even planned to be. He, there. There's no way. He he and he and Hawkeye both are under voluntary house arrest after the, um, accords. Right. I, I, want, I wonder if Hawkeye is going to show up in Ant Man because because now that now that we know that what happened in the movie, we kind of make sense a little bit that Ant, there's only two movies that are out between. Is that right? Two, I think, or is there just one that's out between Infinity War and it's um. Oh, it's two movies that are out between this one and the second one. And it's Ant-Man and the Wasp and Captain Marvel. Those are the only two Marvel movies coming out before the next Avengers. Okay, cuz they can't do they can't do like um Guardians 3 nope. or Spider-Man 2. They can't do anything. Or there's oh Black Panther 2. Like they can't do any of that while all of these characters are Right, right, yeah. Um, so, so Ant Man and the Wasp is yeah. gonna, is clearly going to take place because the way they set this up is it'll probably take place like right after Civil War and after he's incarcerated because the trailers show him that he's been on house arrest. Right. Um, so none of the people right. characters will have died, and it's it's highly likely that the the tag at the end of Ant Man and the Wasp, or maybe even the end of it, is the the Infinity War thing happens when people die. 
So that could um, I liked uh, the early on when um, when uh, Tony meets Doctor Strange and his sidekick and Banner right. is there. Yeah. Wong. And he and he and he can't uh, he can't turn into Hulk. Like, because that's the thing they established in the in the MCU is like from Avengers one. Apparently, Hulk, you know, Banner can turn into Hulk at will. Yeah, yeah that's just something they sort of, did. which right, yeah. which is a whole like look whatever. Right. It, 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 he doesn't it, get angry. It's a, it's it's a not, di- yeah, it's whatever. It's it's a different twist, right? And he can't. And Tony, Tony's like, he's like, dude, you're you're embarrassing me in front of the wizards. <laughs> in front of the wizards, right? Okay, another uh, wizard that wizard w- moment was that was great. A lot of. A lot of Banner's stuff was funny. All his stuff in the in the big suit, yeah. Uh, especially just just randomly when like he opens up the head and you see how small he is as a dude <laughs> was, compared to the size of the suit. That was distracting like the, at the sad moment at the end when they're all dying and they're just like they're mm, all sitting there crying and then yeah. Banner's with this little bitty head in the Hulkbuster outfit. That was yeah. The first the first time they did it, it was funny. The second time, it, it yeah, <laughs> I agree with you. Well, the the I also liked speaking of the wizard stuff was the. Uh, um, Spider-Man, well, Spider-Man's, it's so good. But like when he's jumping through the magic portal. So much like, of the Spider-Man magic, stuff was good. When magic, 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 more kick. magic, <laughs> magic with a kick. Yeah. Like, like all of that was great. He's so um, good. The, like, as soon as I saw the teenage Groot, that was funny. Like all that interaction yeah. and rocket, you know, right. and like put that thing away. It's going to rot your brain. Rot your brain. He's constantly, I'm Groot. I am. Oh, you watch and your mouth. Just kept. Just casually, like for all the 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 tragedy that Thor has been through, like so many of his lines are funny. Oh yeah, like yeah. he's he, he's just calling Groot a rabbit, oh, the, and the a rocket. Yeah, he calls Rocket a rabbit the whole time. Like, yeah, or, or rabbit. Yeah, open the door, rocket. rabbit. <laughs> right, yeah. Just talking in his in his big voice, and then and then he comes down. You know, he he gets the he gets giant Tyrion Lannister to make him that axe, which. That I thought was dumb. Right, sure, sure. Like not not the axe thing. Like that, I could see that happening. Like, oh, he's got to he's got to open up that thing, and it's going to almost kill him. He's obviously not going to die. Right. And then, dude can't find the handle, and so Groot's going to make it. That handle. was kind of cool. You know, I see where that's the, going. The, the, like that was all awesome. Like as soon as he gets that axe, he makes the he makes the Bifrost and comes down, and there's lightning everywhere, just blasting the guys, and the music oh, so swells. Good. It's, that, it's so good. It's that big epic movie right. thing that we talked there, about there's before. There's another funny line right there, I, is when, when Thor, he says, this is my friend, this is my tree friend. He says, I am Groot. And Captain America turns and says, I am Steve Rogers. <laughs> I am Steve Rogers. Yeah, that that was funny. And one of them, which which I think it's Thor, is like, it's like I see you've, you've uh, how does he say it? <laughs> Like he's like, I see you have you've uh do I th- I see you've copied my beard. <laughs> That's right. Or something like that. Right. Well done. Because <laughs> they because they both have beards now and so are good. Like, yeah, hey, vaguely uh, vaguely similar. Going looking. off away from the, the comedy part of it a little bit, there there were so many scenes that were here. Did you have any that were like um that that was really cool? We long to like maybe our second episode we ever did, we talked about epic um, movie moments that had the feels with it. Was there any in this one that, that gave you like the chills or uh, maybe even just really, really laughter that really like struck you as this is an epic movie. Was there any big moments that you really loved? Um, yeah, let's not do comedy, there were a lot, serious moments. There, the, the, there were a lot of little moments in the, in the action that I, that I enjoyed and I'm on record as not being a big action guy, yeah. but like, um, 
you know, as I said, Thor coming back and, uh, or, or coming, yeah, coming back to earth and just like blasting all those dudes. Yep. I'm like that, that was pretty cool. They played the Avengers, they played um, the Avengers theme when he came down too. That was the big one. Yeah. I was, I was on, I, I had my ears out for that theme cause they do it a lot yeah. in various, in various ways. It's a big soundtrack thing where sure. like you've got a melody that defines a, a, a thing and you're going to use it in different tones at different tempos yep. to convey different emotions at various times. And when he comes down that Bifrost, they just um, blast it straight up. The one that's like the main theme right there. It's like, Oh, Thor's here. Oh, well, well the big, the big like somber moment before the, the purge or the culling or whatever you call the end yep. um, was Gamora. Yes. Thanos got that right that scene. Right. And it's interesting. That's another question. We're, we're running a little long on this, but um, the the one of the one of the few complaints people have made about this film. One of them is that it's to me it's the first, and maybe not. You know, I'm not intimately familiar with the entire MCU, but to me it's one of the first MCU films that you really need to have seen most of the other ones. Oh, I think it's to fully appreciate. I think it's really the only. The, well, okay, I won't say the only, but yeah, the, any movie, any, any movie, this is the one that's like. You I mean, there are definitely every to really appreciate it. Every time they kickstart a new franchise, right? Yeah. They're like that one sort of stands alone. Like you don't really need to have seen Iron Man films to appreciate Spider Man Homecoming and how yeah you know like you don't enjoy it as much. You don't appreciate his like suit lady if you don't know about Tony talking to. Uh, Friday yep. all the time. Yeah. Yep. Um, like you don't enjoy it as much, but you can still enjoy it. It's like, I don't know that we've talked about this on the show, but it's like um, episodic television versus serialized. Sure. Sure. Or right. Serialized storytelling where you really have to see every episode in order. Yeah. Um, which like, I get why people make that complaint, but we're in the information age where like, Half of the MCU content is on Netflix. Yeah, you you can like get it. you can go yeah. watch it. It doesn't matter that like Spider Man th- or uh, that Superman three back in the eighties stood apart from one and two. Like as long as you knew who Superman was, you were fine. Yeah, like that 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 time that era is gone. So yeah. I don't think that that complaint holds water. Um, and somebody had the other those, one those are the is horrible that, complaints. By the way, the, the only things I hear terrible grumpy old men say are, are about this movie is that <laughs> that oh yeah there there you didn't have room for character growth or you didn't have room for um telling well, and all that's, the and things that's the about other question these like people were like yeah you did you had 10 years of character growth this is the part where they've grown at the end you know sure right and that's and that's i i agree you don't that. start you don't but start for the game sake of, of... In season two in the middle of it and say why haven't they told me about all this and I, you know <laughs> right right there's there's just not time for all that and and I actually often have the other complaint, like, um, you know, I'm on record ranting and raving about Batman versus Superman, but that movie starts with the Batman origin story. Yeah. And I'm like, unless you have somehow never seen any of the Batman movies right. or whatever, the, any of the first couple, or you don't know anything about who Batman is, in in which case, why are you watching this movie? Yeah. Um, you know... That Batman became Batman because his parents got shot at an alley outside the theater. Like right. that's like base. That's one of the most well-known origin stories. Right. 
possibly even more so than Superman coming from dying Krypton. Yeah. Like Moses. Right. Um, so anyway, uh, 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 rant <laughs> over. <laughs> um, but for the sake of like, there is a lot, a lot of positive feedback reaction to this movie. Do you think there were things, elements, stories um, that were introduced or developed in this movie that were not that that didn't have room to breathe. I mean, we just went through mm. uh, Godless, and we'll we'll talk about that finale in a little bit here before we run out of time. But like, we, I feel like we have not like while I have, I appreciate um, the development of the character of Thanos in this movie, I feel like we didn't really have anything about him before this. Yeah. And I know that he was in he was in a couple things and you you learn a little bit by like the relationship that he had with um Gamora and Nebula. Nebula. Yep. Um but his whole like balance his backstory all through that stuff genocide like. kind of thing like it's there I think you get enough of it to know um but like they completely introduce this uh this dwarf uh um um blacksmith oh, yeah, whatever yeah. His, his 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 which was really distracting me like i didn't <laughs> you just cannot handle I did, peter dinklage and I, I didn't i didn't think that was funny i was right. like oh you took you took Tyrion, you took peter dinklage and made him huge that's yeah. that's it just it just didn't land with well, me the, and, you know that's whatever the, well the, the dwarves in the comic book are 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 huge they're dwarves that are huge that just that's what they are um the like like dwarven giants or something. Yeah, I get yeah. that, but it felt weird. Right, especially because it, it was gimmicky. him is what it was. Um Yeah, maybe. Right. Well the the Yeah, I don't know. I, I felt I felt that Thanos I thought Thanos was pretty good. Um later after pretty much after it launched, the Russos talked about how who's the directors of this movie had said that this they, mm-hmm. they like to think uh, that this has successfully been Thanos' story. It's not an Avengers story, it's a Thanos story. Um and and I think I agree with that. I think there was Avengers throughout it. They've got key moments, but the through line through all of it is, I think, um, the the uh, uh, Thanos storyline is as it, how it intertwines with Gamora and and the stones. Um, I think that Thor is probably the second one that's the most, and then and then um, the Avengers as a whole with uh, Vision and rescuing him. But those three are the, are the main storylines of the movies. There's a whole bunch of other things that happen and we can say little moments here that are important to everyone's characters, but those three are the ones that are most focused on in here. And I think they do a good job of making you feel that vision's in danger. They all want, want to save him. This is their, their goal. And that had time to breathe. I, I feel that Thanos you you did yeah he wasn't just some crazy mobster guy trying to get these things to kill everybody i feel that you did feel that he believed as that he's mad that he's just crazy in not as lunatic joker way but in a he is has no moral understanding of the same way we do because and they they really felt that way and then he has feelings yeah, with he, Gamora. he just has this this uh utilitarian idea that's like it's kind of weird when you apply it across multiple worlds but you're like okay if you yeah if you if you do this then uh yeah then it's gonna be fine it's actually that that, that um, really made him there was a similar there was a similar plot in uh the the show i talked about last week travelers time travelers like they they 
some some people try to go back and create a super flu that's going to wipe out 30% of Earth's population. Yeah. And they're like, look, the biggest problem at this era in history is overpopulation, so we're just going to fix it. And the main characters are like, uh, no, no, that's genocide. You can't. Right. Uh, so so <laughs> that's not really a thing. Yeah, he had, so I felt do. that he had he did have some good development time because he's not like the rest of the Marvel characters where and I, I want to point out Ronan the Accuser, who was just a guy who was hell bent on destroying Nova. I mean, that's all it was. There was one note type thing. This guy, Thanos cried. And Thanos at multiple times he told like he stopped when he's after Scarlet Witch killed Vision and destroy the stone. He wasn't like angry. He didn't show stuff. He immediately turned into remorse. And like, I, I understand how you feel child. I've given up terrible today. Here's a guy that the bad guy that's just destroying everybody. And he's stopping right in front of you. And he's like, I sympathize with you. And you know, this is the thing. And then he turns time back and kills her right in front of him, which is, they could not have gotten the character of Thanos more right. It's like, that's ex- exactly yeah. what yeah. he was. So, so yeah. Well, he, yeah. And it's, and it's the kind of like you contrast his relationship with Nebula, which is with his relationship with Gamora. Like he, he's just torturing her, you know, to, to get information. And then when, when he has to sacrifice Gamora to get the soul stone, like you, you feel it, which is impressive for a character that's really only truly being introduced in this movie for the yeah, first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, right. So, so yeah, it, it, so, it was good. There, there was yeah. so many epic things. Final verdict, obviously positive. Positive. Love this movie. Love it's, it all around. We'll be e- eagerly, eagerly awaiting uh, the, the the story of figuring out what's going to happen. Our buddy Fox says that um, the real the real threat now of this story is that all of the fifty ish percent that survived are now in in real danger of being permakilled, permanently killed off. I agree. I I, Um, I think that was a really good statement. I don't, I don't know for sure that I buy that logic because I think their solution probably is going to have to involve time travel of some kind. What I do think is that assuming they get to a point where everyone has lived through this whole thing, the survivors, which include rocket and none of the other guardians um, and the original five, Avengers, assuming um, Hawkeye is still alive. Yeah. Um, I think most of those, Tony Stark in particular, will have so have such a weight of survivor's guilt, even once they go through the story arc of, you know, bringing those people, the rest of those people back, um, that they'll that they'll retire. They'll they'll walk away. I and, can I can see um, that. I, I'd like to. I'd I mean, like to see Tony retire may, or become maybe they, the new the new uh, Jarvis, like his his voice, you know, type thing. Right. Like maybe they kill him off, but I think it's potentially more interesting if they if they retire and then they can still the actors can still do cameras. Right. Right. I, I I agree with that. I I I do think though to to point Fox's thing coming out. I think that what they would do is that whoever gets the gauntlet. In the comic books, it was Adam Warlock, which he's not in this one. But whoever gets the gauntlet at the end would snap their fingers to just undo the snap. I don't think it would be. A, I don't think the resolution will be a time mm. travel go back and stop at all. I think I it'll just be a, like, okay, bring back the guys that got disintegrated, which means that that's that's my that's my lack of of comic book experience. Right. Uh, so so I I did finally go months months and months ago. I I asked for recommendations for comics, and I went to the comic store in, in Bloomington. And uh, one of the ones that I bought was a series of short 
graphic novels or compil- I don't know all the words yeah, for that's it. The, the different print variations. Um, but it was a, a war zones issue that it was like three or four comics worth of, of story yeah. um, called infinity gauntlet. And it follows the story of a, an African-American family who the mother is in the Nova Corps. Okay. And the, the father and two daughters and grandfather are living on a ruined, like post-apocalyptic earth. Okay. And Thanos like jumps back in time oh, and like gradually. I've read this. I, I have them, this. Yes. I know this. Okay. Trying to, trying to fix a thing. And I'm like, okay, this is a, this is some like small, small corner of this story. Yes. I, I know. I know um, this. Cause they're, uh, Star Lord is there, and they and they run into Groot, but Groot is like in a forest with normal trees. Yeah, this, this isn't like this is an looking... Elseworld story. It's like uh, happens in a not really happening type thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's um, it's when Secret Wars, Secret World, Secret Wars. Yeah, Secret, Secret Wars. Right, that's right. it. Yeah. yeah. So that, but that, I liked that one. I, th- I thought that one. I actually, I mean, I I I can't remember if I liked yeah, the ending, it... but I, I know I liked at least the first half with the family and stuff. That was really interesting. It was. It was it was an interesting little one off story. Right, right. Well, let's um, let's jump over in the time we have left to talk about our weekly challenge. Awesome challenges. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, so we uh, had two wrapped of them up. Yeah, wrapped up. Godless, yep. which um, for our listeners, if you've not seen finished Godless and you don't want to be spoiled, pause the show, skip ahead, yep. whatever. Yep. Uh, Godless finale. Pretty much everybody dies. No, <laughs> no, no, no. They don't. Die. All, 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 all of the named characters survive as far. far yeah, that, as that was that was my only. The that German was my lady only and the detective. Part about is that and, I thought you know, I thought at least a couple would die because it's a cowboy western that we'd have some, a couple heavy losses. Like so many people die, it's like everybody dies except these main yeah, characters. That, that's that's the thing. I thought this was such a big, you know, heavy thing that. I liked them all. I liked all the characters, but I, I thought, well, we could kill some. And for a moment there, I thought they did. Like when they when they stormed inside of the the hotel or whatever that was, and they start mm-hmm. shooting people, and like one of the people gets one of the girls gets shot, and I'm like, oh, they're all gonna die, or, or these people that are left in there are gonna. Right. I thought, okay, that's sad. I like this person, and the the even the um, German lady got shot, and I'm thinking, oh, sad, but it had weight, and then. Five minutes later, they they're not dead. And I was like, oh, they should have killed them. I, you know, I mean, I went back from not wanting them they, to die to wanting them to die. They they did kill Whitey. Which oh, is that was suck. Pretty yeah, tragic. That was, I, that was so like like ah, especially knowing all of the gunfighting that comes later to have this kid with a quick draw like with a knife. Oh, I know. All right. Right. Like just casually, and of course the the whole um. Blackdom town, like oh. everybody except the girl and a little boy, and yeah. like Whitey doesn't even survive. So you know, it makes that whole that, that whole storyline not not important. Yeah, like it really it has um, no bearing on. If you think look back at it, it really has no bearing. <laughs> you know, now that we're just talking yeah. about it, remember last week I had said that the that the writer director had said that he because he went from a, a movie script to a you know, a little bit longer movie script to, to a to, full thing to a mini series that he could let let like characters he, breathe. He fleshed out some of the side plots a little more. Right, and, I had yeah. a feeling those were the ones that and died, like like black like 
like you didn't need any of that. Like he dies, so his relationship with the girl doesn't really matter, and none of those, none of the men from that town help fight. It's just like this misunderstanding thing where where some of his guys die, but all they kill all of them, and he's like, you know, I had no quarrel with you. Like this was completely senseless yeah, you you can see oh yeah yeah that was actually that did bit that did build his character a little bit more um sure. but you're right that 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 could have been edited out and if you think about it from the perspective that that's you know long movie script he had i bet he maybe mentioned mm-hmm. or had one character that was from blackton in there and then he's like oh I, you know what i bet right. you i'd love to explore their whole little city and stuff and then he does in here because he could expand it which it, again he stuck to his script which i think was important because it made this series feel like a full complete story it did have all the components that you needed to have um so yeah. it but it just had extras that you didn't need to have um but mm-hmm. we're still pretty good like i said i did like i liked black and liked all that I, I liked whitey a lot um Actually, I was just like you said. I was hoping that Whitey would would have some good moments because he he had a really good moment when he, that sheriff was kind of getting bullied, and then he shot those guys, and he was like mm-hmm. really calm. I thought, oh, okay, Whitey's going to be good in here. At least he gets that. Oh. Like he he they the used up all his good moments earlier, and then he got so stabbed. The, the 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 sheriff has a good moment toward the end. Yep. He like tosses him a gun. I'm not blind yet. Yeah. And just starts taking guys out. Right. That that was good. That was very wow. very classic cowboy. Uh, the, I thought the the movie or the show the movie the show hit all the beats in the last the last episode the last things. It, it did great stuff. It had the quick draw gun gun fire. It was like a gunslinger shootout with the main guys. Yeah, and it had to have that, and it did it great. It had the shootout at the OK Corral type thing where everybody's mm-hmm. shooting, and it had the heroic you know gunfighters in the middle shooting stuff out so i recent i recently watched um the magnificent seven remake oh i like that one have you seen yeah. that oh yeah uh, I like um, chris, chris pratt, pratt and all that and uh not christian bale ethan hawk yes. uh-huh and that was good i liked it but i felt like it's sort of the opposite of this where it didn't have room to breathe yes like there was stuff happening, there were yes. characters getting killed off, but I'm like, we didn't have time. It's sort of like if you recall uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah. One of the characters in Suicide Squad has a sword that steals souls or something like, like that. Lady or something like that, yeah. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. Like she explains it to somebody, and then that's it. Right. And you're like, oh yeah, in a in a miniseries or TV show, we'd have a whole episode about, about this her, or something. Right. You know, it's just where in that format of two to three hours or ninety minutes to to three hours, you only have room for so much story. Yeah, and and I agree. You know, that that was that's really well said. That that Magnificent Seven it was a lot like this, and that and that it could have had those characters put out more. And I did feel that. Like I loved Chris Pratt's character and they could have spent a whole time on him. And, and the, the Ethan Hawke character has a whole backstory. I know that I didn't quite get everything of and his buddy Billy. And um, so, yeah, that I, I did like it. And, and I, that movie and I, I would have been a, a great series, but um, this one made me feel pretty happy about watching a, a Western again. Um, Jeff yeah. Daniels yeah. dying at the, at the end. I, I liked that. This isn't the way I, boom, you were wrong. When he shoots him. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
that that was that was great because that's been that's been his line that's been his like every time he's in a threatening situation it's like oh i've seen my own death and this isn't it and it's like hey guess what right the price is wrong <laughs> right you know actually <laughs> when when that happened i thought when he was walking up to him and he was still kind of alive um i thought he was i mean i almost i think i mouthed the words like this is what i saw when i died or he was going to walk towards mm. something and he's like this is the spot i die um but instead he's like he they, they did a great job like this is this is not where i been he shoots him and i'm like oh that was so good <laughs> that was so good you know shut that guy up he's totally making that stuff up so yeah 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 um, and then he, he ran away was, at the end and the the kid with the horse and um yeah, very happy. The only sad thing is they left it on the sad cowboy note where he went away and didn't stay with the the, the lady. You know, he. Went. I I did like uh you know, um whatever at the end when when he gets to the ocean. Yeah. Like that that really made me think because, you know, we we've talked at length about the western genre and difficulties of travel and whatever, yeah. but like, if you went west depending on where you were from, you may have never seen the ocean. Yeah. And you've definitely never seen the Pacific. Right. And then you go through this whole vast stretch of the United States in the middle that is all like, there's badlands and there's Mesa and there's high desert and there's actual desert. Volcanoes. and, and 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 all of that, it's like, it's either prairies or like dry you know desert yep, yep. clay all of that and then to get all the way to the end where california is which is part of how california became what the way it yep. is and I, I i don't mean that in a in a positive <laughs> way <laughs> um but like but like he's there and you're like this this is guy on a horse and you're there's just ocean yeah. all around it's not it's not sand and dirt and and dry this everywhere like this, this is the ocean it's vast right but, yeah it was it was it was good i enjoyed it it was it was a little a little long a little slow like i you know week, what i i felt that you, hard at the end if there. you can i felt that hard at the end if you can like when when he was yeah, going to the west but, like after they killed the guy and then you could have just been like oh he went west and then show him really quickly in like 10 three seconds and then he he makes it to the ocean but they spent five yeah, took, minutes or 10 minutes to go there it took a long time it took a long time for him to get there and again it's just like they had the they had the time with netflix and yeah. and whatever to like give you some more of a feel of like this is what he's he's going but but it was good like i think it's i think it's worth watching if you can if you can uh you know keep keep your focus and not and not uh get bored or distracted because there's there's information being conveyed almost all the time Hey, so so switching uh, over to the to the cowboy to the sci-fi when we went and had started part two, we we jumped right. we jumped straight from one challenge into another because right. we both wanted some stuff to watch. So um, we did Lost in Space, the new Lost in Space series. Lost in Lost in Space. Uh, I guess maybe we're gonna spoil it if you haven't seen it and want to yeah, watch watched, it. Uh, I don't, four episodes. I know we said we we're not do three, but we're, we're not really four. far enough in that that anything that anything major is, has happened. So yeah. yeah, take take that. What's your what's your like just just sure. really vague first impression. Um, I, I liked it. I mean, um, I, I did actually. I, I kind of liked Lost in Space in general. The the original series is something that I I liked as a kid because it was sci fi, old school. And then in 
college, I watched, they made us for film appreciation. They made us watch several of the the series, old series and, and write about them. So I enjoyed that. Mm. And because of that, I appreciated the other movie with Joey, what camera his name is, um, Matt LeBlanc in it. And I, and I enjoyed that one enough. So this one, I guess I was predisposed to kind of like it anyway. Um, I, the thing I, I think I like most about it though, is that it, it does take its own liberties with the story that it's not just the retelling of stuff. And, um, it's, it's doing a little play here. It's kind of too early to tell on some stuff. Um, I watched it with Sydney, Mm -hmm. I will say, which does influence me a bit here because my reaction feeds off of her a lot of times. Um, and and she really enjoyed it when she watched that, that first one, she liked the, the alien robot. She was like, Oh, he's an alien robot. And she really dug that. So I kind of had that feeling like, Oh, cool. I mean, this is something she likes and, and (laughs) I guess it's a positive thing. You know, this is, I was used to a robot, you know, coincidentally, I just a couple weeks ago watched the iron giant for the first time. Oh man. What? Which is a very, you know, it, it came when it came out. I was like in college or yeah, something, totally. and so it just it just blew right past me. Wait, did you watch um, it after Ready Player One? Yes. Oh man, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it makes Ready Player yeah. One. So and then cooler. I was like, right. I was like, man, the one in Ready Player One doesn't do any of that cool like war mode stuff. Oh, um, but, but he's got the dent. He does have the dent. I watched. I saw it again. Like when oh nice, he gets dented in the head. So yeah. Um, anyway, and that and that's a similar a similar sort of thing where like the kid befriends the, uh, I have, um, to my knowledge, never seen the original show. Okay. Uh, it was before my time and it's not one of the, one of the few things before my it's, time that it's I've Brady bunch sci-fi that I've caught or, uh, or whatever, like classic star Trek. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely Brady bunch sci-fi. I, I did try to watch, uh, sci-fi the original bunch. Battlestar Galactica and, my dad really that's, liked that's, Blake's Seven, which is okay. equally campy and terrible. Um, yeah, and and I've seen some of the classic Doctor Who's, but that's a different a different kind of yeah. sci-fi. Um, and so the only frame of reference I had for this franchise is the movie with Matt LeBlanc oh, okay. and Mimi Rogers, and I forget who plays the dad. Uh, who he is? Lacey Chabert is the daughter. Um, Heather Graham, William Hurt, yeah, yeah William um, I, I, I believe that's right. Um, and so, so that's my only my only frame of reference for this franchise, where the robot was like a sort of a, a butler or something yeah. for the, for the ship, and they the similar thing where they go through a, a wormhole or something. Yeah, and my I so I watched it with my dad. Um, yep. who's in his fifties, just the two of us. And we were like, eh. yeah, like it's not bad, but I, I had a hard time getting really engaged with it. Um, sure. it's, it feels very much like a family show. And, it is a family show. It right. Family like show. I, I, I know that it is. But it feels like it's it's like you know when you watch um, some kids movies or things like that where it's mostly for the kids, but in between you've got you've got a, you've got jokes for the parents. Yeah, like like I get, the kids. I get that, yeah, the kids don't get the joke, but you know it's it's funny to you know to to keep the the adults engaged. Like this is not a kids show. 
but it feels like it's a little closer to something like Hook, which, before you email us, is a movie that (laughs) I love, right? (laughs) But they they do weird things with with the time and the intensity. Like, it's the very pilot of the show. And from the from the very beginning, in a family of five, three of the characters are in mortal peril. Right? Well, they did crash land, I mean. Sure, I mean I get that. They crash landed, um the mom like breaks her leg or something and, and might get infected or freeze to death because they're on a mountain. See that that's one um, of the thing I really liked about it though. I liked the fact that like, oh my gosh, this is a that I never felt Lost in Space was serious and then this felt serious right off the bat. Right. And the and the daughter which were like four episodes we've watched the first four episodes. I feel like either they have not explained or I have missed the explanation of why they have a daughter who is African American. Uh I know I don't know, I don't think they've said anything yet. Not, sure. not that that's not that that's a th- it just she doesn't look like the the other four family members and they've not explained why yet at that point maybe they never will and it's just you know weird yeah. hang up for me but so uh she goes to, you know the ship sinks and she swims down and then gets frozen in the ice that's like the main story of the pilot the main challenge whatever yeah. attention and then the boy meets the alien robot that tries to kill him at first and then saves him when he's about to be burned to death. So his life is threatened at least twice. If not, you count him sliding down the ice in the first place a third time. Sure. Um, but like, um, like a, the main plot, the main uh, tension of the, of the pilot is this oldest daughter almost dying. And, and at several points, she's almost certainly going to die. And then, you know, they solve it in a kind of deus ex machina way. And the the trouble with that for me is it's the pilot of a family show that's TV 14. Yeah. That's, that's a story about this family. Like, at no point did I ever buy the threat. Does that make oh, sense? You didn't think, you didn't think gonna, that no one was going to die or anything? I'm like, this isn't Game of Thrones. They're not going to kill off the oldest daughter of this family in the pilot. Sure. But, but like, they have to, but, but if they, but if they're, if they're never in trouble, I mean, I don't know. I, I not, not to put too much on you there, but that's kind of saying everything. It's like, well, you know, the main character is not going to die in the first 10 minutes uh, of uh, well, Arnold Schwarzenegger or any Arnold Schwarzenegger movie you ever going to watch ever is going to have him in be well, any kind of peril. Well, right, right. And that's, that's always true, but it doesn't mean that it's not worth watching Terminator. No. And, and I'm not, and I'm not saying that either. But it's like it limits how much weight that threat has. Does that make sense? It, it it does, unless you consider the fact that like because I think that they're doing some different takes that they can actually kill somebody. I don't know if they will for Netflix or you know TV fourteen, but Judy could die or West could die. I mean, right? Not because this is a new take; it's a new thing, and that's one of the things about maybe I felt that maybe I was buying it is because it they did put them in danger and that they were like actually hurt and they had to like, they showed when they cut into her leg and it was a little bit more, much more serious than any of those other shows had ever the, done. The, They're like, the oh, stuff, maybe they the can stuff with them. the mom, the stuff with the mom and the leg. I thought all of that was really good. Like, yeah, I, I bought that tension that felt like 
they've gotten through this, but it was really difficult. Yeah. The 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 solutions for Will and then Will saving um Judy all felt really like like you pushed this, you saved this all until the last like two minutes of screen time. Sure. And then and then it's just like, oh, and he melts the ice and she's fine and everything. Like they're sure. they had built up so much tension that the that the solution felt throwaway. You know, maybe that's maybe that's one of the reasons I kind of liked it is that it I, I didn't even think that about it until you just were talking about this <laughs> is that is that the sitcom sitcoms or family shows like Growing Pains and Family Ties or whatever back mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. 80s, back when I was growing up, um, you know, at the end that the family is going to get back together and they're all going to be happy. That right. It's all going to get resolved. But they don't really get rid of the dog. The daughter is actually allergic to the flea powder. Yeah, yeah, it's always a it's all, you know it's going to be it's going to be a thing, but it doesn't mean that that the show's not great that Michael P Keaton has to struggle with this thing, you know, and then that you it's that journey type thing. So I, I know that the mom and dad were probably going to get a divorce at the beginning of this show, but they're going to whenever this show's over, they're going to get back together and fall in love. I know that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that now. I mean, but they're going to there's going to be twists and turns all along the way. This isn't I guess maybe I, what you made me think of is that it's not that this show is a big mystery, although they could potentially throw a couple things at us. I, I think it's the what journey are we going on with the Robinson family this time? Sure, it's like, sure. It's, it's, well, we, and, we did it before. Here's a different one. Here's a different one. And that and that thing you're talking about with sitcoms is that sort of transition that we've gone to in the current, I call it, I mean, I don't call it information age. It is the information age, but I believe that it being the information age is an aspect of this. Like there's no, there's no reasonable excuse for ignorance of story or history or, or context. Okay. Right. Like there's no good reason for you to be watching infinity war without having seen at least most of the rest of the MCU. Yeah. Right. right, right. Like it's all available out there. It's not, you know, the, there's yeah. no there's there's no reason for that. We used to make TV shows like, um, you know, original Star Trek or indeed most of Star Trek before some of Deep Space Nine and, um, you know, the current era Discovery. Like episodes of Star Trek stood alone. Like you yeah. might you oh, might episode, gradually get again. some some developing interaction between various yeah. characters, but like. If Kirk goes back in time and has to let a woman die to save, to stop the Nazis from winning World War II, by the next episode, everyone has forgotten all about that. Because you have to be able to turn on CBS and watch Star Trek, and each episode is a isolated standalone story. Yeah. Um, And this show is, is not doing that. I think... Part of the problem for me might have been that I came from watching Travelers and Godless to this, where it feels a little like, I don't know how to describe this without being derogatory. Mm -hmm. Um, All of the, like, emotional tension feels blunt. Or what I mean is, like, whatever the opposite of subtle is. Sure. I don't. I don't have a way to say that's well, that's not derogatory. Like I don't well, think the show was except, bad. It just felt right, except for the felt, parents. 
it felt like it was a kid. It was like kid emotions. You you mentioned this with Aragon. And we were talking about it off the air. It, it feels like every problem is handled in a kid way or ways that kids can understand. Right. They, it's like, like said, blunt. They. It's like everything is exaggerated. Right. Like except, they were. They the parents, were in life think... and death situations. Like I don't. I don't believe that those situations were overblown. They just were like suddenly like they're here and they're playing cards. Okay, now they're crashing. Okay, now their ship's yeah. in the water. Now their ship's sinking. Now they're going to, and the daughter doesn't want to go. And then the other daughter is going to jump. Like, it just was really, like, it felt intense in a way that felt, I don't know, maybe manipulative. Not that most forms of entertainment aren't manipulative. So I don't, I don't know. All that to say, I didn't love it. Like, it was, (laughs) it was, it was good. It was okay. I, I will okay. I will say things that I do like about it, um, and and there everything I everything I like about it is going to be because it's different than the rest that I've seen, um, the other interpretations of this these these sure. people. Um, I, I like the 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 that the mom and dad have a different uh, uh, relationship than what has been in the past. Yeah, They're, that was the, in, that was definitely that was definitely interesting. Like you get this, he's not he's not abusive. He's not. Uh, unfaithful he just he's, a, he's an absent father yeah he just yeah. has he just has other priorities that don't um yeah that don't include his family. right but but so so that that's different than like the the all the robinsons of the past were always the nuclear family they were the ones yeah, that were like I, the, the perfect idyllic, idyllic thing so so this family. is really twisting that a bit a bit um i like i like west is is always kind of west but i like this actor he reminds me a lot of nick from new girl um that actor um but the um uh i I like him and i like what they're doing with um the dr smith yeah that Mm -hmm. is already i mean we saw her past in was that episode three maybe three um a little bit about her and who she is and how she tricked her her own sister into her sister uh selma blair yeah, and and then she got on this this ship, and then she killed mm-hmm. somebody to to stay on it. And it's there's a lot to that character, and it's just constantly going. And I think that I'm I'm interested to see where she how that works. And yeah, what she's I gonna do I do think I do think that the story got better and more interesting as as it went on. I obviously, as you can tell, had kind of a negative reaction to the. Um, the premiere, the oh yeah, that the pilot, yeah. um, and so that kind of you know every time we started a new episode, I was like, uh, okay, yeah, we gotta keep watching <laughs> this show. Like, like it put me in a negative state already sure, to begin, sure. which is not which is not fair, but it's well, we, whatever. We, like, it's I th- I think this back half is going to be a lot more original stuff. I, I have a feeling. I mean, it felt like the first half was beholden to what the the lost in space was and established trying to establish those characters that we already know and then trying to put them in this kind of forced situation yeah my kind of my dad had seen the original so there were definitely points where he was like he was like oh yeah that's 
That's Dr. Smith. Sometimes in the original shows, I wondered why they didn't just, you know, kill Dr. Smith off because he was always doing this kind of crap, you know. Kind yeah, of, he's always very thing. manipulative, like, right. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. But right. uh, So, so I, I felt that maybe the first, you know, at least two episodes were also just trying to, they were trying to fit a lot of that in and doing all this sure. other stuff. And then now the last two episodes that we watched, I felt were, okay, now this is where they're going to, the back half of the season is going to be them actually making something different with these characters. Mm-hmm. And so we'll, we'll have to see that. I mean, that's to be proven yet, but um, yeah, it, it, it felt like it had enough there to, so, to so we'll watch the rest of this. What, what are there? Are there 10 episodes? I think so. I think so. so okay. We'll, we'll, we'll I watch don't... the rest of those this week and, and get, get through those. That'll, that'll be, man, that's, good. that's six more. That's, that's a whole, we can do it. I can, okay. I can hammer through that. I got, I got faith. I'll, I'll go watch okay. another uh, Avengers Affinity War again and that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Solo's me, coming up here pretty soon. We'll, we'll be having to, to watch that at some point, too. So Yeah, that that's I'm, I'm keeping, my, keeping my expectations low for that. I was super hyped when I saw the trailer. And it's like I, I've, I've said in various group chats, whatever, I, I expect a fairly entertaining story. And I expect Amelia Clark to be attractive. <laughs> which I, I don't think I'm going to be disappointed by either of those two right, hopes. Right. Yeah, there, there are 10 more. So so we'll finish that up, and then next show we'll start on something new. All right, okay. well, we're running long here, so why don't you quickly tell me your good news, everyone? Oh, good news. Um, well, I mean, I, I, I got to say, man, it's cheating. I feel like I'm cheating every time, but, but Infinity War was definitely good news. I... I was nervous, not nervous, but it's a lot of, it's my most favorite story of all comic book history. And I'm a big comic book nerd with my <laughs> most favorite character of all time and villain of all time. And there was a lot that could have been like, eh, it was just okay. Or a lot of things. And the fact that it topped and leaped all that uh, made me feel really good. And I felt really, really happy about it. Uh, personally, in my personal life, I, uh, this uh, city, my daughter's birth, 12th birthday was this last week. And we did a little like, um, cookies and canvas thing at the, the local wine and canvas stuff. We had a party for her and that was really fun. And they painted stuff. Wait, so I got a, I got a 12 year olds around. 12 year olds can't drink wine. They can't, and, and, <laughs> but it would probably be, they probably might be much more fun. Uh, but no, they, they were really great. And that was, it's good to, to have a, a good thing. So I got, I got to have 12 year olds, all girls, all having a great time. Yeah. I remember uh, you saying so. they wanted to play werewolf. That's funny. They did. They played werewolf. That so, was, that was weird. So quickly. Um, no, no, no. Are, what was your good news? Are you still? I'm. I'm going to jump into that. But okay. are you still a? What's the Marvel comic subscription? Marvel Unlimited. I want to say. Yeah. Sure. Huh. Are you still a uh, on that? No, I am not. I, no. I, I. I get most of all the things I want to read off there. Sure. Sure. Because you're, you're you're a comic guy. Um, and I'm literally like months behind. So I've got like a stack in on the back of my basket on my toilet that I. Okay. I was going to have you recommend to me what comics to read to figure out what's going to happen in this affinity. But we, we're, we're out of time for that. So I'll, sure, sure. I'll come, I'll, I'll, come, I'll Google that and maybe we'll talk about it next week. Sure. Uh, for me, I, you, you forgot to ask me about the house, but no, no major progress on the house. I did make it over there yesterday, Sunday afternoon. You and get, um, you get, you get anything that where, where are you working on now with that? Like, well, we're, project? we're, we're getting almost to the point where I should have mowed my my back lawn. The oh, there's hey, more there's more tree cover in the front, so it it really needs like maybe not half as much, but like every one one point whatever. It doesn't need mowed as frequently as the back. That's what I'm okay. trying to say. Um, and so in 
preparation for that, I went around and picked up all the sticks and stuff. I've got like three massive trees that are either on my property or right on the line, a big black walnut, and I don't know what the other two are, but over the winter they drop a lot of sticks and and, and whatnot. But um, I did all of that, and then in the last couple years, because I've owned the house for a little over four years now, um, I've got flower beds in the front, and they have bulbs in them from the previous owners that come up every spring. And I'm like, yeah. this is great. I didn't do anything. These flowers come up. It's awesome. Uh, but over time, they had built up like little saplings and what I'm fairly certain is poison ivy. Yeah. My dad is very allergic to poison ivy, which is funny yeah. because he likes to uh, deer hunt and hunt mushrooms and all that stuff. And every so often he gets poison ivy. I've never gotten poison ivy. Yeah. Knock it's on wood. What, whatever. But um, in a couple of years, I'll be 40. So I don't think I'm uh, <laughs> allergic or whatever sensitive to it because I've never hey, gotten hey, it in all so this you know, time. But I'm, I'm not going to throw you under the bus with this. But like I was the exact same way and I played in the woods and rolled in things. And I got it at 41 and it was terrible. So oh, bastard. Yeah. I, I mean, and, it was terrible. And, and, and I, I could play in this stuff before. Anyway, so so I went around and picked up these sticks and, you know, piled them up, put them in the trash, whatever. And um, and I started pulling the little saplings out of this out of this flower bed and some of them were tangled in vines. So I pulled those. The vines are all still brown. So I'm a little more comfortable. And I had gloves on, but um, I did that. Some of the bigger ones I couldn't pull. So I had a I had a pickaxe over there still from when we did demo. And so I'm like chopping at the roots and prying them out and pulling on them. And, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a uh, knowledge worker. I'm a web developer. I don't do a lot of physical activity in my normal life. <laughs> yeah. So uh, today I'm I'm very much paying the price in terms mm-hmm. of sore back and and upper arms from uh, in, a, in a good way though you're feeling from, strong yeah i'm like I, <laughs> I i did a thing eventually the last like the last like four or five of them i had to go around with a with a reciprocating saw and and cut them just below the the surface right. I'm like they might come back but I'm like get all these tiny trees out of my flower bed because they're ruining right. the the aesthetics i mean not that you know it's whatever like I don't, right. I'm not living there, so I'm not super concerned with that, but it sort of undermines the, the, the aesthetics of these flowers coming up every spring to have these small trees. You're like, oh yeah, nobody's <laughs> taking care of this. There's little saplings <laughs> growing in here. So you know, you, you, I, you, I did, at the end, when I you did put that. this on the market, it's going to have to read on the board. It's going to have to read as seen on the front porch. It's going to, you know. Right, right. <laughs> we'll, we'll add, add a little bit to the sale price for that. So I did right. that, and um, I've got a stack of doors that I bought with uh, my kitchen cabinets. One of those is going in the second floor bathroom, which we have to get that in before we can finish the floor trim, before we can put the toilet in. Right? It's like one, you know... It, D- d- dependencies yes right. on those but uh so i went through those um they, they have trim that we tore off but of course it was all in piles so i got to figure out what trim goes with what door and all of that took me the better part of a whole afternoon so no major progress on the house but i did get all of those small saplings out of the flower bed and Yay. got the bathroom door up to the second floor, if not <laughs> the door to the second floor. Next week, it's getting the yeah. next door up to the second floor. <laughs> so, so that's my 
that's 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 my good news coupled with good news all of the all of the excitement of Gen Con planning both of my brothers are are confirmed coming as far as I Which know is awesome that's awesome for the news. for the first time in a couple of years so um, it's gonna so be fun all that yeah this this will be a huge Gen Con for us all I have, yeah I have yeah high Ch- hopes for this one chaos all the RPGs all the yeah it's gonna be the, a big year just some some uh happen. some uh and we're, and we're escape, even talking about trying rooms. to do a live cast from it, so that's that's going to be something. Yeah, we'll we'll record at least, maybe get yeah get get one of the somebody, guys in there, somebody on randomly. All right, all right, well, man. We're this is, a, this is a long episode. We're on a re- record time on this one. That's how it but goes. We, a lot, uh, a lot, a lot happened this week. A lot we, of good we stuff. We helped a lot of people. Right, we a lot of people. All right, all right, everybody. This has been the front porch. Episode 36 uh, for show notes and information about us, contact forms. We love hearing from our listeners. Mm-hmm. Go yep. to frontporchpodcast.com slash 36. Uh, if you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. While you're there, leave us a review. That helps us out a lot. Special thanks to Geek Scholars Movie News. Woot. Uh, I think that's it. I think I said all the things I'm supposed to say. Until next time, this is Dennis. And this is Michael. For the front porch. Good night, everybody. Good night, guys. Good night.